welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. God. Praise God. On time. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I believe that tonight, every word that hey, we sang there. Yeah, you know, we are the kind of people where we want him to be, to come when we want it. <laughs> Amen. But I can promise you tonight that if you'll just be patient. Don't get weary of well-doing, amen, because he'll show up at the right time, amen, right time. may not be my time, but it'll be the right time, praise God. Turn to your neighbor and tell him you're glad to see him here tonight, amen. Seems like today was a very beautiful day. Sorry for our friends to the north. They're getting hammered with ice and snow. And, and uh, as well as a broad swath going back. And a tornado hit, I think, an apartment building out in New Jersey. We're having some crazy weather. You just don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Amen. But, but still, we can say this is the day the Lord hath made. Amen. And we just need to rejoice and be glad in it, right? Luke the 8th chapter this evening, Luke the 8th chapter. We've been talking about the life of Christ, and uh, we, in the first lesson, dealt with why he came. And uh, the scripture uh, gives us some things here. He came to bring the gospel to the poor, he came to heal the brokenhearted. He came to bring freedom to those that are bound. He came to bring sight to the blind. He came to free those who are oppressed. He came to show compassion on us. And he came to also show us his power. The power that will set the captive free. Amen. The power, amen, that will deliver us from our sins. I'm just glad you know him. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Let's look at the scripture tonight beginning in verse 22. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples. And he said unto them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. Now you've got to understand the picture here. If you look at the Sea of Galilee, 
and I was fortunate as a, as a younger guy to go with my father and mother and actually brother and sister Scott and we went over to the, uh, the Holy Land as they say and uh, we were staying at what they call the kibbutz and uh, you know you're in a, in a place where uh, anything could happen when the guys that were unloading your baggage had submachine guns on and uh, you're like okay as a kid I thought that was pretty cool but if, if that had been today, I would have think, hey, where's the first plane out of here? <laughs> but the picture that you see, the Galilee, and you're thinking, why in the world? The story that we're reading tonight, how that, uh, well, let's just read and I'll explain. But as they, sailed, as they sailed, he fell asleep, being Jesus. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. They came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master. Amen. Are we perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind and raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But then he says this to him: Where, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying one to another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey. Lord God, we thank you for your word. Amen. I pray, God, tonight that for the next uh, little bit, Lord, your word will truly illuminate our lives and our thinking and, and encourage us and strengthen us. Amen. Show us your power tonight. Amen. Let us realize that, that, that you are the one. We're serving the one, the author and the finisher of the faith. We're serving the creator. We're serving the word. We're serving the one that has the ability to speak things into existence. And I pray, God, tonight that we would get a hold of something where our faith would be increased and we'll know, amen, how we should walk in you, amen, in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody say amen. You may be seated. So the Sea of Galilee is, is not a, a, a huge lake. I mean, back in that day and time, you, you, you took sailboats to get around and they fished on it and so on and so forth. But the problem that, that uh, they had was it was surrounded by mountains. So the wind would come across those mountains and then swoop down into the valley. And that's what would stir the waters of that lake up. Have you ever been around a lake or any bottle of water when there's a lot of wind blowing? You see that it, that it's just, it's, it, it, just, uh, it moves and it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a different scene than when the water is calm. And so the winds came and it blew and the lake became very boisterous and, uh, and they were taking water on in the boat and, uh, and they were afraid for their lives and uh, there they were. They felt like their lives were in peril, their lives were in jeopardy. Now understand this, Jesus was with them. Folks, I'll tell you right now. You could, be, you could walk with the Lord, you can have Him in your life, and there's things that can happen in your life that makes you very fearful. Even though the Lord is with you, amen, you still will have those human reactions. You see, there are many examples in the, in the New Testament about, about the compassion of, of Jesus, and we talked about some of them last week. However, we're going to talk about the power of Jesus tonight. We want to learn that not, that not only is Jesus full of compassion, we can thank Him for that, right? 
Amen. How many, once again, he had compassion on me, right? How many's glad he had compassion on you? How many's glad that he, he seen you where you were at and he, and, he, and he brought you out of that, right? Amen. But we also know that, that, that he has compassion, but he also has power. Amen. It's that power, amen, that, that will set you free. Amen. It's that power that will bring you along, amen, and give you something uh, to be thankful for and know that, that God is with you and God is able to deliver you. So we, we see here that Jesus went in the ship with the disciple. And he's the one that said, let us go to the other side. It's his idea. Amen. And when you, when you look at this, you understand that, it, that, that you, you must understand that if God, you know, if God is, is, is with us or if, if God is before us, who can be against us? Right? All right. Well, here we go. If God is with us and if God gives us his word, let's go to the other side, then you know everything's going to be all right. At least you think so. Amen. That was his word. Let's go to the other side. Uh, I happen to believe tonight that nothing would have happened to them. <clears throat> no matter how bad the storms got. No matter how, how hard the wind blew. No matter how, how, how high the waves uh, uh, roared and, and, and rolled. No, I don't think anything would have happened to them. Why? Because they had a word of the Lord. He said, let's go to the other side. Which means we're going to the other side. So, so just, just for a moment, side note here. In your life, no matter how the storms are, no matter how they they, how bad they get, no, no matter how, how the wind blows, no matter what the situation is, understand when you have a word from the Lord, everything's going to be all right. If you believe that tonight, clap your hands and praise it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when the storm came, they immediately went to Jesus. Okay, that's, 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 that was the right thing to do. Do you believe that? How many believes that when things come in your life, the, the first person you need to go to is the Lord? Right? Amen. I was listening to the radio today and, and hearing somebody uh, uh, talk about Lent. This is the Lenten season, 40 days. I think they do it for 44, but it's 40 days before Easter and and. Uh, uh, they were talking about what it means to have the ashes and put on your forehead and so on and so forth and, and uh, that you sacrifice for that time, time period. You, people will, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that or whatever it is. And they're doing it because it's a time of showing repentance. And they go back and they talk about the prophets that put themselves in sackcloth and ashes. Uh, they talk about how that, that it was a, a place of repentance and so on and so forth. In talking, you know, and, and, and trying to bring their self in alignment with God. Amen. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, repentance is a great thing. Amen. And understand, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, amen, you understand that, that no matter what's going on in your life, amen, whether it's a storm of life or whether you've messed up, going to Jesus is the right thing to do. What's that old song? Just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. You're going to tell him all about your troubles, right? 
Amen. That's what, that's what he's there for. So, so we understand that that, that that was the right thing. When the storms came, they were scared and they went to Jesus. However, they still hadn't learned how, so to, so to speak, to think or to talk. Amen. So I don't know how they did it, but the scripture, they were going, Master, Master. Maybe they were going, Master, Master. Fear had gripped their heart. Amen. It's the right thing to do. Go to the master, right? Amen. So the question I have tonight is why did Jesus question their faith? They did the right thing. They were afraid. They called on him, right? Amen. It was because of these words. We perish. That's what caused the Lord to question their faith. We perish. Why are you thinking that way? I said we're going to the other side. And if I say we're going to the other side, we're going to the other side. No matter what happens out here on the water, we're going to the other side. Amen. So how in the world could they have perished when they had a word from the Lord? A word, amen. He already gave his word that everything was going to be okay. We're going to the other side. And we have to realize that in our own lives, we must, you, I, we, must speak faith we must speak faith we must think faith turn your neighbor and say speak faith think faith because if you want to see the power of God you have to speak faith and think faith you know we're I think what happens to a lot of us in in, in the Christian world Hey man, we, we get to the point to where we're fearful and we might call on him, but yet we just can't get over that hurdle of fear. We can't get over the, wor- uh, over the hurdle that, of, of what the word of God tells us. Amen. Everything's going to be okay. We'll face this, that, whatever it is, but everything's going to be okay. But yet we have to realize that, that, that we have to speak faith, we have to think faith. So speak and think equals seeing. If I'm going to see the power of God move, I first have to speak faith, and I've got to think faith, and then I'll see him operate. And so while it may have looked like they were demonstrating their faith, they were really speaking doubt and fear into existence. How many knows that that can be, that's a problem with us sometimes? Because we'll, we're, we're thinking we're having faith, but in reality, when we speak, we're speaking doubt and fear, right? And we're bringing those things back into existence, amen. And so we don't want, we don't want fear, we don't want doubt uh, to manipulate us and to cause us to falter in our faith in God, right? Amen. So uh, thankfully, uh, in this situation, the Lord displayed Compassion, there's that word again, compassion towards them. And uh, uh, I don't know about you, but I, I would have probably been pretty seasick. In fact, I probably wouldn't have got to the master, master part. I'd have probably been hanging over the side, losing my lunch. Amen. 
But Jesus displayed compassion. And what did he do? Well, he rebuked the wind. He rebuked the raging waters. Now, now notice this, that, that upon the Lord speaking to the wind, speaking to the waves, they immediately calmed down. Folks, I'm going to tell you right now, we're living in the last days. We're living in the end time. Let's just put it this way. We're living in the end of the end time. That's the way we need to, we need to reference now. It's not the end time. We're in the end of the end time. Amen. The Lord's going to come for His church. And, and we don't have time to sit around and just kind of play church. Amen. Our soul depends on it and a lot of other folks depends on it. Right? Every empty seat you see in here, amen, somebody out there needs to fill that place. Why? Their soul depends on you and I connecting with God with faith and believe. Right? Your family members, your son, daughter, grandkids, uncles, aunts, whoever it might be, wherever they come from, whatever their social status is doesn't matter to God. They just need to be here. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to the waves. And they calmed down. And so I believe that the Lord desires the same thing in our lives. You and I, as we sit here tonight, no matter what we're facing, I believe that the Lord just says, hey, believe me, trust in me, have faith in me. I, I have the power. I have the, hey, I created this stuff. This is, this is not something new to me. I, I created this stuff. Amen. I am the author. Amen. I, I, I'm the one that, 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 that spoke it into being. That spoke, I, you know, I'm the one that brought it about. I am the one. It must obey me, right? I'm the creator. And so it's, it's important for you and I to realize, you know, that, that, that there, is, there is authority, there is power in the name of Jesus, you, uh, you know, we just need to believe. If we believe, as the song said, we shall receive, right? There's not a trouble or care the good Lord can't relieve. Why? He is just the same today. All you got to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe, emphasis. We must believe. That is an all-powerful God. We must believe uh, that He can speak uh, and things will change. We must believe. Do away with the doubt. Get that out of our mind. I, I like to use the word the stinking thinking. Those things that distract us in our mind. Amen. That kind of infiltrate our spirit. Amen. We just got to realize I need to speak faith. I need to think faith. I need to live faith. Right? I, I've got to, I, because I'm taught, you know, he that's within me. Amen. He that's within me. Amen. The spirit that is within me is the author of it all. He's as close 
as the mention. We say this. It's not a cliche. It's not a cliche. It's, it's, it's the word of God. Amen. He is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. We say he's as close as the mention of his name. You speak his name, demons tremble. Amen. Our problem is the Lord spoke and they allowed fear to strike them. And he says, okay, where's your faith at? You didn't believe in what I told you. You heard what I said, but you, you didn't believe what I said. Why? Because you heard it, but when we got in the midst of it, and all of a sudden, the wind and the wave were coming, and they were coming in the boat. Somehow, you forgot what I said, and fear got a hold of you. Doubt got a hold of you. So where's your faith? To believe my word. Come on, how many wants to, how many wants to, you know, in this new year we're in right now, but how many, we should always be doing, but how many wants to, to, to put yourself in a place to where you believe the word of God? Amen. We need to pray about that. God, help me to believe. Help me. Help my faith, oh God. Don't let my unbelief overpower, amen, my faith. Matthew 17, verses 15 through 18. Notice what it says here. Lord, have mercy on my son. How many's prayed for your kids? Come on, how many's prayed for your kids? Come on. How many's prayed for somebody? All right. Amen. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing like being a parent and your kids, grandkids, your family may not be where they should be with the Lord. And when you pray, you know, when you're in that situation, you don't just pray a five and dime prayer. No. You pray, God, get a hold of their heart. God, protect them. God, keep your hand upon them. God, right? Parents, come on. Can I get an amen from the parents? Amen. amen that you, if something gets a hold of you. It's not, it's not just this little prayer you're going to pray. No. Amen. Because you're talking about life and death, heaven or hell. Right? And you pray. And you want to touch the throne of God. Amen? And so this man came to the Lord. He had a situation. He had a son that was epileptic and suffered severely. And he often falls into the fire. And often falls into the water. So he said, I thought I brought him to your disciples. Amen? Thinking that they could cure him. He didn't understand the process. He brought him to the Lord. And Jesus said again, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I, shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Stop there for a moment. Look, folks. We're talking about faith again. Speaking faith. Amen. Living faith. Talking faith, right? Amen. Being in that place to where you believe the word of God. Amen. Church, I'm going I'm to I'm challenge you. Tonight. I'm going to challenge all of us, including myself. We need to start believing in the power of God. Amen. We need to start believing in the power of God. We need to start believing, amen, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. If you're not talking to the Lord, don't expect it. 
You say, well, pastor, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty coarse, that's pretty hard. No, if you're not talking to him, don't expect him to do something for you. you he, he rewards those that diligently seek after him. Amen. Understand this. And it's not about my prayer about myself all the time. In fact, my prayer, I want it to be about everybody else. And, 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 and I, I want God to do great things in the church and for other people. I pray for other families. I pray for my own family, of course. But I pray for other people. Why? Because I know the word is still true. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody to repent. But here he had this group of people. Somewhere they just didn't quite have that faith. And he said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. There was a reason why Jesus called the 12. There's a reason why he said, follow me. There's a reason why he told Peter, James, and John, you follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. What you're doing is temporal, but what you're going to do is eternal. Amen. When our eyes are always on the temporal, we lose sight of the eternal. God will take care of the, the, the temporal. That'll take care of itself. But we have to start thinking on the eternal things. We need to understand, as the song, on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. We got to stay on the rock, the solid rock. Amen. We got to get on that foundation and realize that if we're on the foundation, Brother Howard, it makes no difference what comes our way. We've got the foundation that will hold through the storms. Bring it to me. Cast the devil at him. Amen. The child was cured from that very hour. That moment. The power of God. I'm glad that he came. I'm glad that he had compassion on us. But I'm also glad that he saved me. But now he has the, if I can say it, the power to keep me. On that lake he had the power to keep them. They were going to be safe no matter how bad the storm got. Understand it. You and I, we'd be the same way. We would be in a place of desperation. How many's ever been in a place of desperation? Come on. Have you ever been desperation? There's times we go to the Lord. It's a place of desperation. You're gonna cry out. Hey man, understand. You know, we used to use a word we don't use too much anymore. We probably need to start using a lot more. In fact, we need to learn how to understand it. Intercession. Intercession. Because when you get into the mode of intercessory prayer, time ceases to be important to you. What matters more is getting into the presence of the Lord 
and interceding. Sometimes you don't know what you're interceding for. But you're interceding. You're touching the throne of God. You need a move of God. Amen. Intercession. Turn to your neighbor and say intercession. We need to learn what that's all about. We need to learn what that's all about. Prayer, a place that we get to, that's just not words that we use quite frequently or whatever. Oh, Lord, I thank thee for thy goodness. I thank thee, Lord. It's not just a little prayer that, that you put together like you're going to eat. Intercessory. I would hear my mom in the wee hours of the morning as she would moan and she would groan. You talk about trying to sleep as a teenager, as a young kid, and you hear your mom out there moaning and groaning. <laughs> as a young kid, that, that's going to get your attention. You know, you're going to take the pillow and put it over your head. You're going to try to block it out. No, something was going on. She was in intercession. She was interceding. You didn't hear words. You just heard moaning and groaning. When you think about it, amen, it's in that place that you move the hand of God. Things maybe that you don't understand that you're in interceding for might be going on somewhere else around the world. But God has called you to that place to intercede. Intercession. Some of you older folks remember those old days? When you'd get in those prayer meetings and people would begin to intercede. Time wasn't, nobody worried about time. They just would pray. And the power of God would begin to move. People's lives would be changed. Right? That's what this is all about. The compassion of God and the power of God. The compassion that he has, compassion on us to save us. But the power that comes when we are filled with the Spirit of God. And as we pray in that realm. Prayer. Prayer. Prayer produces power. Pray until something happens. Old Brother Timmy years ago preached that and it stuck in my mind. You probably heard it before. Push. Everybody say push. Push. P-U-S-H. Push. push. Pray until something happens. Can we do that? True Tabernacle, can we push? Can we push? Can we push against the very presence of darkness in this world? Can we push against sickness? Can we push against uh, uh, health issues? Uh, and can we push against mental issues? Can we push against marital issues? Amen. Things that are going on in our world. Can we push? Can we pray until something happens? Can we push until our altars are filled with people that are, that are repenting of their sins uh, and want to be filled with the Spirit of God? Can we push? that brother Howard is where the power is that's where the power is 
folks, let's just look at it this way. From a family standpoint of view. I don't know when I'm going to need you to push. And, 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 and you don't know when you're going to need me to push. So why don't we just get in the mindset right now that we're going to push together. That we're going to pray until something happens. Until something breaks. Until revival pours out. Amen. Until people just show up. Until our families just call, call us up and say, hey, I'm, I want to come to church with you Sunday. Amen. I want to come to church with you Wednesday night. Amen. You say, well, hey, this is Monday. We, we got prayer tomorrow night. Hey, I want to come to you with prayer. Why? Because I believe people can get the Holy Ghost at prayer. I believe they can repent at prayer. Amen. We had a good spirit here last night in prayer. Amen. Amen. He was desperate. Everybody said desperate. Amen. He was desperate. His son was, something was wrong with his son. And, and he was delivered by, from demonic oppression that when he brought him to the disciples and they couldn't do anything for him. Not. They could not. Everybody say not. But the point of it is he could have gave up and went home. He could have just succumbed to it and said, you know what, this is the way it's going to be. I don't know how long he's going to live. We live in a drug-infested society, folks. If they don't do something about the drugs in this world, our younger generation is just dying off. We don't think about it. But if I would have you raise your hands today, how many has been touched by a drug overdose in your family? There's several people that would raise their hands. See, the devil just wants to destroy everybody. Doesn't matter to him how. The quicker, the better. Amen. We can give up on these people and we can say, well, you know, it's just, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. That's just, you know, there's nothing else we can do about it. <clears throat> Amen. But I will tell you this, maybe physically there's not, but in the spirit of prayer, there is. Prayer changes things. We've got to push. We've got to make it happen. Amen. We've got to be determined that we're going to pray and seek the face of God. Amen. Fast and pray and read the word of God. Amen. Don't let time dictate you. That's where we've got to stop for a moment. And we've got to look at our schedules and we've got to say, amen. We've got to say, look, amen. I, I, you, you know, we need to realize we, can, we cannot afford to pray, not pray. We've got to pray. Amen. We, we can't afford just kind of letting our schedule dictate our spiritual time. We got to make sure we take that spiritual time, get alone with God, and pray and push, push, push. Hey Amen. What is it with a pregnant lady when she goes to birth? They tell her, push. Why? Because something's about re- something good is about ready to be birthed. We need to understand that we're in that process. We're in the last day. Again, we are the end of the end times. Amen. And we've got to start birthing some things around here. We've got to start birthing some new people into the church, right? Amen. That's what this is all about. Push. 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 Let's see a move of God. Man. That man could have stopped. He could have said, okay, nothing that could be done for him. 
nothing be done for him. No, he was desperate. You see, when you get desperate, you won't take no for an answer. Right? You won't take no for an answer. You're going to go to the next level. You're going to go to, you're going to, go to Jesus. Amen. And Jesus says, bring him here. Amen. Here's the answer, folks. The answer to this, don't give up. Right? Push ahead. Go forward. Don't stop. Keep believing. Don't doubt. Have faith. Amen. Amen. Our example tonight, if I can say it this way, is to follow the example of this man. Right? Amen. Get to the feet of the Lord. Get to the feet of the Lord. Find that place. Whether it's your couch, whether it's your chair, whether it's the bedroom, whether it's a place in your basement or closet, wherever it might be, get to that place on a regular basis and push. Pray until something happens. Right? Don't take no for an answer. Don't stop at that first bump you get to. Don't stop as you're praying and that doubt begins to come against you. Uh, amen. That, that, that doubt and unbelief. Uh, and all of a sudden you're, there's a conversation going in your mind. I don't know if the Lord hears me or not. I, I don't know. And next thing we become distracted and all of a sudden we just get up and go. No. If that man would have accepted that, he would have went, went away and his son would have never been changed. His son would have never been healed. But he said, no. I'm going to go to the Lord. Listen, we need to follow that example. That kind of determination changes things. Right? I hope, I hope this is good for somebody tonight. I hope somebody can get hold of it. So, it says the boy was cured. Everybody say cured. And uh, we're not talking about cured ham. He was cured. You know, the word cured simply means something that corrects or relieves a harmful or disturbing situation. Restoration of health and complete recovery from disease. To restore soundness and sanity. See, that's exactly what Jesus desires to do in our life. Right? Jesus wants to cure us from all of our sins. He wants to cure us from our problems and issues. That's who he is. Sister Danielle, that's what he's all about. That's what he wants to do. He wants to do it. Now we've got to be like this guy. And we've got to find that place. Not be detoured. Not be uh, distracted by the things of life. We have to say, I've got to get to the feet of Jesus. You see, when you read the life of Christ and you get into uh, all of that, it's desperate people that will go the extra mile 
whether it's crying out to the Lord, whether it's coming like this, this, this person did to the Lord, amen, whether, whether it's the, 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 the woman with the issue of blood that wasn't even supposed to be around anybody, desperation will drive you to that place of commitment in your prayer to touch him. I don't know why I got all these songs flood my mind. What's that one song that says, touching Jesus is all that matters? And your life will never be the same, right? Just touching Jesus. That's, that's, that's what we got to get to. That's the only thing that should matter is that we get to him. We get to him. However way it is, I must get to him. I must touch him. Because that's what changes us is that determination. Let's look at John 21, 25. Man, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up here. I'm almost done. Now, I, I quoted this scripture, read this scripture earlier, but it, here's what it is. Just, just think about what we know of, what we've talked about, all right? All right? And here's what he said. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose, John said, that even the world itself could not contain the books that were written, that would be written. And then he followed it up, amen. John 14, 5 and 6, notice, notice Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And what did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see the Lord's central theme in the entire Bible. Amen. He is the theme. Jesus is the theme. Amen. He is the central theme of the entire Bible. Jesus does not give life. Jesus does give life and life more abundantly to those who will seek him and trust in him as their only source of hope. You know, something... If you can go to the grocery store, I gotta get this thing fixed, it's driving me nuts. If you can go to the grocery store, just go in, buy your groceries, come out, complain a little bit about the price, go home, eat your food, go to the restaurant restaurant, get some food, complain about the price. But you got somebody that don't have that option. They can't go to the grocery store because they don't have what it takes to do that. When that person begins to cry out in desperation, they're coming from the standpoint, I don't have anything to meet my Whether it's those in the Bible that were, whether it was the man at the gate, gate called Beautiful or whether the one that was there at the, uh, the Pool of Siloam begging alms. 
They were desperate. That's all they had. So let me, let me ask you this tonight. Set aside everything else and just say, you know what? I'm desperate. Nobody else can do this for me. Nobody else can infuse me with this. They can pray with me. They can pray for me. But if I'm going to find this place, I have to get desperate for that simple fact that I've got to get there on my own. And if I can get in that mindset that, you know what? Doubt be gone. Faith come into play. And if I can get that pattern going, I will begin to see a move of God in my life. Right? Thomas, hear my word. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You follow me, everything's going to be all right. He is the central thing. He is the central thing. Amen. He is our source. Everybody say, he is my source of hope. Amen. He is a source of hope. He is the way. We need to know that. He is the way, the truth, the life. And we've got to be greatly encouraged, amen, tonight. We've got to say, I'm going to make this a priority of my life. I'm going to study the Word of God. I'm going to get into the Gospels. I'm going to get into the Word. And I'm going to explore the life of, the, of, of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want it to impact my life. Amen. I want, it to, I want something to be from His Word to be infused in me that will give me the confidence that I'm going to overcome. Amen. Study the birth of the Lord. Yes, we, we do around Christmas, but we need to do it more. We need to understand, why was there a birth? What was the reason? Amen. He taught. He had parables. A lot of the Bible is hard to read, but get into the Gospels. Amen. Learn about the miracles of Jesus. Learn about the death of the Lord. Why is that important about the death? Why? Because he died. We can live. There was not just a death, but there was also a resurrection. We're going to celebrate that pretty soon. Right? Amen. That's what it's all about, folks. The death, burial, and resurrection. Amen. I'm determined. I, I Look, folks. You know, something, something powerful was going on down in Asbury, Lee College, and, and some other colleges and places like that where the, the Spirit of the Lord is, 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 is being poured out or they're feeling something different and they don't know, they, they just know what they're feeling is, 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 is good. They want to feel more of it. But I'm telling you right here, why not, why, not, why not you and I be determined that, hey, we have the Word of God. We know, what, know who He is. Let's have a move of God here. Hallelujah. Let's stand and clap our hands and praise Him tonight. Come on, clap your hands. Give the Lord praise tonight. Hallelujah. I say it again. Not even the world itself could, could contain the volume that should be written about Him. And I close with this. Therefore, it is important to do more than just read about him. It's important to build a personal relationship 
with the Lord. If we want to see it, we got to believe it. If you believe, you shall receive. There's not a trouble or care the good Lord can't relieve. Oh, he is just the same today. All you got to do is trust and pray and believe. You must believe. You must believe. Lord God, we thank you. Let's raise our hands and pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus, we live in a troubled world. We live in a troubled world that needs a Savior. And you are the one that has the answers to life's problems. You are the one that has the answers, amen, to our various needs that are even represented in this building tonight. And Lord, we're calling upon your name tonight, Lord Jesus. We are, we are wanting to commit ourselves, Lord, to you tonight. That we're going we're gonna to have that mindset that, that no matter what goes in our lives, we're not going to fear, we're not going to let unbelief overtake us, but we're going to believe in your word and we're going to stand on your word. And I pray God tonight as we begin, hopefully tonight, that, that we all uh, venture down that path to intercessory prayer. God, that you would move in such a powerful way. Amen. That, 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 that you would move in such a way that will change lives. Because God, first of all, start with us as an individual. Change our lives. And let us be conscious of that fact, Lord. Help us, Lord. Teach us, Lord. Amen. Keep us. Let the power of your Spirit, Lord, motivate us to go deeper and deeper in you. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Hallelujah. One more time.